Hey everyone, welcome to the By Grace International uh, audio podcast. We're going to go ahead and continue our series on Check the Ground. And uh, what we were doing is we're going and we're, we're reading through the parable of the sower and, and looking at our hearts, what kind of ground we are, and then determining how that we can go and we can we can say within ourselves that we're going to be good ground. And, and so just to recap, um, last week we went and we talked and we, we, we said that uh, 25% of people naturally fall into one of the four categories, whether it's the, the wayside ground, whether it's the stony ground, uh, whether it's the, the ground with the thorns, or, or whether it is the seed that fell on the good ground. And this is just the natural disposition of people. Um, but, but James goes and James tells us, and, and we'll get into that um, maybe this week, if not this week, then definitely next week, uh, we'll get into how we can go and how we can determine in ourselves that we are going to bear good fruit, that we're going to be the good ground. Because, you know, when, when your your soul was created, when your spirit was created, God didn't just go and walk and have all our spirits, you know, in, in a line like you'd have in elementary school and just walk down and tap each of us on, on the head and say, bad ground, bad ground, bad ground, good ground, bad ground, bad ground, bad ground, good ground. That's not how it works. You know, it's up to us to determine the kind of ground that we're going to be. And, and that doesn't mean that we're adding any works, anything to the finished work of the gospel. All it is, is it, it, it's a matter of how are we responding from the heart? Well, we go and we set ourselves, how are we going to respond to this finished work? of grace, this finished work of what Jesus has gone and provided for us. So let's go ahead and dive in. Um, we'll, we'll go ahead and reread the parable and uh, Jesus's explanation of it again, and then we'll, we'll jump into uh, where we left off. And so uh, Mark chapter 4 is where we've been reading from Mark 4 and verse 1. And again, he, meaning Jesus, began to teach by the sea, and a great multitude was gathered to him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. And then he taught them many things by parables and said to them in his teaching, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up and increased and produced, some thirtyfold, some sixty, and some a hundred. And he said to them, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And we said last week when Jesus says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear, he's not talking about these little things on the side of your head that you use to hold up your sunglasses. All of us have these ears. We all have physical ears on the side of our heads. He's saying, he who is sensitive spiritually, he who has an ear spiritually to hear what I am saying, you listen. And then when he was alone with the 12, they, they asked him about the parable, and, and we'll jump down to verse 13, where Jesus begins to explain it. And he said to them, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown when they hear Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. And likewise, these are the ones sown on stony ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it with gladness, and they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. 
Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. But these are the ones sown on good ground, those who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Now, we, we spoke last week and we talked about the first two types of ground here. And we, we talked about how uh, the first type of ground, the wayside ground, the word was sown in their hearts and Satan immediately came to snatch up the word, to steal the word. And <clears throat> we, we talked about the various ways that that could happen. The second type of ground is the stony ground. And I'm sure you've all met somebody who's, who's gone and they've received some kind of revelation uh, on, from God, whether it's, a, you know, that, that Jesus died for your sins or, or salvation or healing, and they're all excited and they spring up right away, but they don't have any roots. And so when the pressure comes, when the heat comes, as soon as, as there is opposition encountered, as soon as they encounter that opposition, they just crumble, they, they fall, the, they're, they're scorched and they wither away. And, and so the, those are the ones that are, are sown on the, the stony ground there. And, you know, like we said last week, it takes time for roots to develop. It takes time for roots to develop. You know, you, you can't just go and, and um, you, you know, this is why, one of the reasons why missionary dating, if you'll allow me to take a side journey, uh, why, why missionary dating or things like that, if you're single, uh, can be so dangerous. Because, you know, going and dating somebody, trying to bring them to the Lord or, or somebody who's recently saved and you've been a believer your whole life, you know, that you, you need to be prayerful there. That can work out well, but at the same time, you need to be watchful. Do they have roots yet? Because when the pressure comes, what's going to happen? Are they going to be able to stand under the pressure? Because the persecution will come for the word's sake. The tribulation will come for the word's sake. Are they going to be able to hold up under that pressure? So that, that's something that's very important there to, to note. But uh, we're going to go ahead and start now in... Uh, verse 7, and this is the seed, some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Now, um, I don't know if any of you guys have ever gardened. I'm not really a huge gardener. That was something my mom always loved for some reason growing up. You know, she was out there, and, and she was out in the yard, and she was gardening. And I, I mean, if not every day, almost every other day in the summer when it was nice, she's out there, and she's pulling the weeds out of the front yard, and she's pulling the weeds out of her flower bed. And, you know, now I've got, Shelby and I have a house of our own, and we're out there, and, um, you know, go and I mow the lawn, and I'm like, man, I got to deal with these weeds. And, you know, we plant flowers, we plant all these other kinds of things, and you're out there, and what's funny is we didn't plant the weeds. <laughs> Did you ever notice that? You don't plant the weeds. The weeds are there. The weeds grow. And, and in fact, uh, you know, I've gone and I've planted flowers before, and I have watered those flowers exactly the same as I've watered the weeds around them. And I come back and in a Texas summer, you know, if I forget to water them for, you know, a couple days or a week or something like that, you know, the heat comes and the, 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 the weeds are still growing strong. They're still there strong. But they've either, they've either choked out the flowers that I've planted or the flowers have gone and gotten scorched because they didn't have the roots. And so, you know, these weeds, weeds grow easily is the point I'm trying to make. Weeds grow easily. You don't have to go and say, man, I think I'm going to go plant some weeds today. You, you know, now, now weed might be another story entirely and we won't get 
<laughs> we won't get off on that. You know, it's important to follow the laws of the land and, and remember your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. But weeds, weeds with an S, weeds with an S are, are not something that somebody intentionally goes out and plants. The weeds are there, but the weeds go and they grow far easier than the, the, the fruit, the, the flower, the plant that you're desiring to cultivate. And so the, the weeds go and they hear the word. Now, again, back to this, this gardening example, um, you know, if, if, you're, if you don't go and pull those weeds out by the root, they're going to go and they're going to take the water, they're going to take the nutrients, they're going to try and steal the sunlight that the plants that you want to grow there will go. And that, that's what's happening with these thorns here. These thorns go and, and they grew up and they choked the word seed that was planted here. And it yielded no crop. Now watch this. What, what are these thorns? You know, it's important that we know how to deal with thorns. These are the thorns that it talks about here. The, the cares of this world. Wow. Uh, <laughs> how many of us have had the cares of this world go and try to distract us from the word of God? Uh, you know, you got to go and, man, light bills due this week. Light bills due this week. I got to go. I got to pay the light bill. I got to pay the water bill. I got to, oh, man, we're, money's tight this month. Money's, money's so tight this month. Uh, oh, I, I don't know what we're going to do. These are the cares of this world. The cares of this world go, and their, their goal, their desire from the enemy is to go and, and to choke the word out in your life, to, to make it unfruitful. Um, so the cares of this world will come. They, they, they go and it's going to choke out that, that word seed that you desire to grow. The deceitfulness of riches. You know, um, whether it's the Lord's planted you in this church and whatever the church may be, the Lord's planted you there. He's told you to go there and to be at that church for you to be there. And you got a job offer, you know, 3,000 miles away and they're offering you $100,000 more a year and you just up and take it. That's the deceitfulness of riches. Did you even pray about it? You know, because if God told you to stay here, if God planted you here, there's a reason he's planted you here. There's a reason he has put you where he has put you in the body. So, so the deceitfulness of riches go and choke the word and then you, you go and you can't find a church you're happy with over there and, you know, Lord knows whatever else. The desires for other things entering in. You know, there, there's a sun, Sunday morning's a great time to go and, to, uh, to go and, and spend on a boat, you know, fishing or, or doing whatever it is you want to do. Uh, you know, my wife and I, we, we had to, to catch ourselves recently. Shelby and I had to catch ourselves recently. And, and we were, we, we found that what we had done unintentionally is we had allowed the desires for other things entering in to choke the word. We, we had gone and uh, you know, we, we were spending time together, the two of us, and, and enjoying each other's company, but we weren't, we weren't feeding as diligently on the word as we needed to. We weren't spending as much time in the presence of our Father as we needed to, in the presence of our Savior. And, and that begins to choke the word, and we noticed this, this was an issue in our lives. And, and the Lord, you know, thankfully through, through a, a message that, that we heard, the Lord directed us that, hey, guys, cut it out. And so we went and we've got, you know, determined purpose things that we do every day that not out of routine, out of ritual, but we are intentionally carving aside room. We're, we're intentionally making sure we're going and we're pulling those weeds out. We're making sure that those thorns can't go up and choke the word. And it's an intentional act. You know, there is a rest to grace. Um, you, you know, that, that that's all in the book of Hebrews that 
that there remains therefore a rest to, to those of us who, who believe. But the, the resting side of this, this walk of faith, this walk of grace, doesn't mean you do nothing. The, the Bible teaches us that we're to rest from our dead works, that we're to rest from the, these works of us trying to make ourselves righteous. I'm not to rest from, I need to spend time with my father. Now, I'm not spending time with God to make sure that I'm righteous. Shelby and I were actually talking about this this morning um, and last night, that we're not spending time with God to ensure that we're righteous, to go and check off some checklist. No, we're, going, we're, we're spending time with God and, and in the word and in prayer because we just want to know our father better. We want to know everything that he's provided for us better. We want to know who he is and, and his person and his characteristics, and that's just a burning desire on the inside of us. It's, it's like the Apostle Paul wrote that, that you know, my, my determined purpose is that I may know him. And, and that's the cry of our hearts, that, that we would know who he is and that we could go and proclaim him to you, and that we could go and, and teach you and, and that, you know... Uh, so some things Brother Hagen said, some things are better caught than taught, that you could go and catch this passion, this passion for the Word of God, this passion for the person of God, for who He is, for what He's done in our lives. And, and as you go and do this, you're going and you're pulling away these thorns that are going and trying to grow up around you. And, and so this is where it's so important, you know, when, when the desires for other things come in, that's where it's so important for us to go and say, Holy Spirit, shape my desires. Holy Spirit, teach me what I need to do. Holy Spirit, correct me if I'm wrong. Show me what I need to do. This is how you go and how you pull out these weeds, how you pull out these thorns, how you go and prune all of this so that you can go and become the good ground here. Some seed fell on good ground and it yielded a crop that sprang up and increased and produced. Verse eight, some 30 fold, some 60 and some 100. Now verse 20, these are the ones sown on good ground, those who hear the word and accept it and they bear fruit. Some 30 fold, some 60, and some 100. You see, the mark of the type of ground you are is do I bear fruit? The mark of good ground is fruit. What kind of fruit are you producing? The mark of good ground is fruit. Now we know uh, in Galatians, I believe it is, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, uh, kindness, gentleness, mercy, temperance, self-control. Against such there is no law. We need to be producing those. The mark of good ground is, is it producing fruit? And what kind of fruit is it producing? You see, if it's not good ground, it's not going to be, it's going to be producing things that are outside of that. But the good ground, the good ground, this is what we're, this is what we've been wanting to get to is that this good ground, this bears good fruit. When you hear the word, when you accept it, when you say, Father, I believe what you've said. I'm, go, I'm purposing to, to hear your word. I'm purposing to hear your word. You see, I, I'm going to allow the word to be sown in my heart and not be snatched away. I've determined I'm not going to be that first type of ground. So that, that's, that's the first decision you make. It's a, it's a quality decision that you're not turning back from. I am going to allow the word to stay in my heart. I'm not going to allow Satan to steal the word away that's on the inside of me. And then number two, I'm going to go and... I, I've determined that I am going to get my roots deep in this truth of the gospel, deep in this truth of who you are, deep in this truth of who you have for me, so that when pressure comes, when situations arise and they don't look like I think they should look, when, when things happen and, you know, you've got more, more month than money at the, the end of the month and, you know, you, you can go and say, Father, 
I know what your word says about prosperity. I know that your word says that you've, you've desired to bless us richly, abundantly, beyond all we could ask or think. And, and you go into the, the verses where it talks about financial prosperity and it talks about everything that God has for you. And you say, you know what, Father? Somewhere out there, you've already provided my provision for me. I've got my roots here. I've got my roots in your word. I know that you've made a way for me. Reveal it to me. You see, that's trusting in the grace. That's, that's resting in that. That's putting your faith to work. So, so now that's, that's making sure you're not the second type of ground. And then the, the easy thing to do once you've, you've ensured the word is sown and it's not stolen out of your heart, and then once you've ensured that you can begin to develop roots, and as you're developing those roots, that's when you come to the third ground. That's when you come to the, the ground, the word sown in the ground with the, with the thorns, with the weeds, uh, the thistles, all these other things. And, and when all these pressures, when all these situations arise, when all these, the cares of this world, the, the enjoyment of life, the, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things that aren't the word begin to go and enter in, you, you need to go and make a decision, no, I am not going to be distracted by the cares of this world. Father, you promised that you would meet and provide all my needs. You promised that you would do these things. And so you know what? Bless God, I'm not going to worry about it. That's your decision. You need to deal with that, Jesus. Uh, the deceitfulness of riches. Father, I know that they promised me this raise if I go and leave my church that you've planted me in here. And you know what? That sounds good. But what do you have for me to do? Be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Follow his direction. He may say, don't go. He may tell you to go. I don't know. That's, that's between you and him. Um, you know, the desires for other things. Don't, don't allow these other things, these things that aren't evil, these things that aren't bad, that aren't necessarily negative, don't allow those to come in and to choke the word. Don't allow those things to come in and, and to, to swallow up all your time. You know, that, that's one of the things that Shelby and I noticed is that it, it's these things that, that aren't bad, they're not wrong. They're not evil in and of themselves. But if you're not cautious, if you're not intentional that I am choosing to spend time with the Father today, I'm choosing to spend time in the Word. I'm choosing to spend time in prayer. I'm choosing to spend time worshiping Him and thanking Him for who He is. If I'm not cautious about that, these other things, just the everyday busyness of life goes and it comes in and and it just distracts you from the word. It distracts you from all of these things. And, and those are the things that then, once you've gone and the word's sown and you've developed your roots, this goes and tries to choke the word and becomes unfruitful. But if you want to be the good ground, you go and you determine, I'm not going to let those things choke the word. I am going to determine that I am going to bear fruit. I'm going to set aside time to spend with my father. I am going to be good ground because good ground is fruit-bearing ground. And uh, we are out of time. So next week, we're going to go ahead and we'll, we'll pick up here and we'll, we'll jump into James and, and go into a little bit more about how to be this good ground. Uh, if you enjoyed the message, go ahead and check out our website. It's bygraceinternational.com. While you're there, go ahead and sign up for our mailing list. Uh, we promise not to spam you with a bunch of emails and things like that. You'll just receive our monthly partner letter. We also want to send you a free download. Uh, it's a message I preached a few months back called Faith is Not a Formula. Uh, we just believe it'll bless you. Uh, while you're there, you can also go and um, prayerfully consider becoming a, a financial partner with this ministry. You know, as you go and as you give and support this ministry financially, as you're a part of everything that we're doing, 
through these these podcasts, through the videos, the blogs, the the traveling to different churches. You know, every every person that's ministered to, every person that's reached, every soul that's saved, every church that's impacted is because of you. And, and we are beyond thankful for that. And also go ahead and check us out on social media, facebook.com slash bygraceinternational, um, bygraceintl. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Twitter at bygraceintl. And we'll see you next week as we go ahead and finish off this series.